Hi, I'm Elena Joe, and this is season two of Big Picture Relationships, starting out with episode number 31, Which Perspective Will You Choose? I'm going to tell you a lot of stories today all about me. I know, your favorite thing. Don't worry, it's not always this way. But I'm going to tell you about what I've been up to this fall in between season one and season two. I'll tell you about all my travels as I help you understand the power of choosing the perspective that you can take on the things that happen to you in your life, as well as the fact that the perspective that you choose over time builds a pattern of the sort of life that you'll have in the big picture. Thanks for joining me. This is Big Picture Relationships with Elena Joe, a therapist sharing insights, ideas, and real-life pep talks that encourage you to expand your perspective, maybe shift some behaviors, and make the most of real-life relationships so you can live a happy life right now. Hey guys, I am so glad to be back here talking with you, and I have to admit I'm a little bit nervous to be back here talking to you because this is a lot of work, this podcast, and I don't know if I have a whole other season of interesting things to tell you about, but I'm really honored and I feel sort of humbled by the amount of interest in that first season of this podcast, so I guess I'm not out of things to say yet. I'm going to jump in and tell you some great stories today, but first let me say that today's episode is sponsored by Mixbook. Mixbook is the greatest photo book system that I have ever used. I make an awesome one every single year to highlight the photos for my family in the last year, and I wholly recommend them. So if you have any need for a photo book or something cool like that, check out my link. It's bit.ly slash Mixbook deals. And if you use that link, there's often like 40% off, 30% off, especially around holidays. Okay, so I've been gone this whole fall of 2019. Um, I took the season off from the podcast because it's been very busy and full of travel and fun, which I'm going to tell you about a little bit today as I weave it in a fun way to make a major point about perspective. The happiness of your life does not depend on the things that we all think they do. Like in a quick moment, we're quick to think that how much money we make or how much we weigh or how happy our marriage is or how well-behaved our kids are is really indicative of how great our lives are. But the actual circumstances of your life mean very little in the face of another overwhelming thing that is actually so much bigger and has so much more influence, and that is the perspective through which you view the things in your life and your attitude about the things that happen to you. So let's start with the first big trip of my fall, Bali. That's right, Bali. In Southeast Asia, I got to accompany my husband on a work trip to this epic, amazing place. And Let me think about which perspective I want to share with you first. So let's start with this one. 25 hours it took to get there. That is so long of sitting in a plane. And once we got there, this five-star resort, it was the middle of the night. We had to drive through traffic to get to the hotel. And we were dead from jet lag. So despite this supposed to be being like some romantic vacation, you have never experienced jet lag in your life, like traveling to the other side of the world. And we would fall asleep dead into bed every night. Now, something I quickly learned about being there in Bali is there's no such thing as cold sodas. Like none. It was impossible to get anything as cold as I like it. There's no ice anywhere. And it's impossible to get juice. I kid you not. The juice at the breakfast or in any restaurant I went to, you had to chew it. It was so pulpy and so filled with stuff that, man, if you ever go there, don't ever, ever order juice. Just trust me on that. 
Now, this five-star resort, our hotel room kind of smelled. Even as fancy as this place was, there's just something about the humidity. And it was impossible to get the air conditioning at the right temperature. You were either freezing your tail off or it felt downright muggy. I constantly waffled back and forth between those two. Now, at all these restaurants I attended, there was zero salt on the tables. And funny story, the one time that I asked somebody to bring me salt, they brought me rock salt. And so I sprinkled rock salt on my mashed potatoes and you can just imagine that that did not taste very well. It was a little bit crunchy. Now, this was a super cool place. I was excited to explore it. There's a lot of things you read about in Bali, but the traffic was so surprising and it took forever. Things that on Google Maps look like they're just a few miles away or, you know, 15 miles. You're thinking, sweet, we'll be there in like 20, 30 minutes tops. Hours, hours and hours in traffic. The bugs ate me alive. No amount of like cancer-inducing bug spray could even keep me away from the bugs as a meal. I also had no husband. He was with me the first day, but remember, we were there on a work trip for him. So he was gone from like sunup until late at night. Sometimes I got to go to dinner with them, and that's about the only time I'd see him each day as he was jam-packed day in, day out. So not some romantic vacation. In fact, I hardly saw him during the sunlight. And the humidity Oh, the humidity was just pressing on you. It felt like you were swimming in hot air. We would sit at breakfast in the morning overlooking the ocean, this beautiful, pristine place that looks so good in photos. But it was so hot and muggy that it was hard to have much of an appetite. So I'd sit there swatting at the bugs, sweating already, straining my watermelon lime juice through my teeth or chewing it because remember the juice. So super dreamy trip, right? Now, all of these things I've told you are 100% true about my experience in Bali. And this is a primary perspective I could take in remembering it or telling people about it. But also, Bali was a jungle paradise. I've never seen shrubbery like that, plants like that. I've never heard birds like that ever. My hotel room had a bathtub the size of a small automobile, no joke. And sitting in it, you could look out the window at these gorgeous flowering bushes with hot magenta blooms and this beautiful blue sky. The sunrises there were out of this world. And thanks to the jet lag, we were up at 4.30 the first few mornings and headed down to the beach to hear the birds in the trees and watch the pink just start to rise over the water and see the tide coming in and the birds out there waiting in it. It was unbelievable. Now, driving in the traffic was actually fascinating. There were more scooters than people, and you'd see families of three or four people on one of those little scooters. And the curbs all along the roads are painted black and white stripes. Black and white was everywhere to represent the balance in the world of, like, good and bad, evil and darkness, like light and kind of that darker, not dark and evil, but that dark place inside of it. It was so cool. There were also holy offerings you'd see of flowers and small treats out on every porch each day. And without my husband's opinions, I could do whatever I wanted, which including one day I drove three hours just to go to a monkey forest and I got to hold a baby monkey, which was number one on my bucket list there. And I got to swim in a waterfall and see a volcano and do all these epic things. It was an unbelievably rich experience full of sights and colors and textures like no other. Now this also is a 100% true version of this 10-day trip that I got to experience to Bali. My 
own contentment, and even my own memories, my own happiness with this experience rests on which perspective I choose to see through, which perspective I choose to hold on to, and which perspective I choose to tell other people about. I could complain to you about the six nights in a row we had of spicy, authentic Balinese cuisine, because that's where all these vendors thought they should take us to dinner. Not my favorite spicy foods, by the way. Or I could tell you how cool it was to get to see the inside of the Ritz-Carlton and the St. Regis and all these five-star resorts that most people who go to Bali don't get to see inside. I could tell you about the miserable experience of salt water down my throat, up my nose, in my ears, my eyes, and my painfully burned legs from being belly down on a surfboard for a day. Or I could tell you how cool it was to actually surf, to get to stand up and think, oh my gosh, this is totally outside my comfort zone and it's not that fun physically, but man, this is cool to get to say that I've done this. The choice is up to me how I want to see things, what I want to dwell on, and that is so much power. Now, my fall travel continued. Do I tell you about the blissful warm sun of the Caribbean a few weeks later and the way my kids' eyes lit up at the wonder of a cruise ship and playing with their cousins 24 hours a day? Or do I tell you how seasick I was and how low-grade miserable that I was? Do I want to remember the way feeling crummy made it easy to fight with my husband and have the opposite of a romantic vacation? Or do I want to remember the toast to 10 years of marriage that we had on our last night there when we snuck away from the kids and shared a toast with our best friends who are also celebrating 10 years of marriage? Now, you might know me well enough at this point to guess which perspective I'm making myself hold on to, which I have to admit to you guys is really hard after this dream vacation I'd planned for a whole year was low-grade unhappy kind of the whole time. So, What do you have to shift a perspective on? I'm telling you, this one was hard for me. I'm happy you're trying to shift it. So what can you adopt as a brighter view of some story or some circumstance in your life? Now, my stories continue. Do I tell you about this powerful presentation I gave on Cape Cod, Massachusetts, and how this room of people was sharing vulnerably stories and power of how we can better connect with our adolescents and help in their healing? Or do I complain to you about the fact that the fire alarm went off when I wasn't finished yet and everybody had to abandon and go stand outside in the cold winter air while the fire department came to clear the building? Do I cry to you about my childhood home near Boston that's just about condemned and looks awful and run down and overgrown? Or do I share with you my delight at how I got to sneak in and crack open a sliding glass door and creep around and hope there were no homeless people there? And how I got to sit on the same steps that I sat on as a 13-year-old and sing I Think I Love You at the top of my lungs when I had my first crush, which I did get to repeat. I'm such a nerd. I love layers of history that overlap like that. So my point here is that every story has two sides. Every circumstance you go through, not just vacation ones, I'm just entertaining you with vacation, but every every story, everything you go through has a half full version or a half empty version. Now, my last big fall trip was hiking Havasupai. This is a 10-mile backpacking trip at the southern end of the Grand Canyon, where after you've hiked a whole day, 10-plus miles, to get to your camp spot, which you've carried everything on your back, or if you're lucky like me, you had some mules to help with a few things. 
Then you spend the next few days that you're camping there doing more hiking. Four miles on the slow days, eight to ten miles on the long days, all on your feet that are already tired and sore and your hips and everything, you know, old lady like me, from your gigantic trip in. Plus, you know, 30 degree nights and the sun going down at 5.30 p.m. because it was November. Now, I'll tell you that any person who loves hiking or backpacking is a prime example of what I'm talking about here today. They love the highlights and ignore the discomforts. Because my exhausted muscles and my freezing fingers earned me the coolest eye candy, drop-dead gorgeous water and waterfalls I have ever seen. Forget Bali, the teal waters of Havasupai are indescribable, and who knew that I only had to go to Arizona to see them instead of the other side of the world. No jet lag on that one. Choosing the brighter perspective makes you happier now. And so imagine what a pattern of choosing the upbeat perspective would build in your life. Choosing that brighter perspective builds a life that is, in the big picture, happier and brighter. Choosing the negative focus really colors things. So don't be like my seven-year-old son who told people when we got back from that cruise that he didn't get to ride the dolphins like everybody else did. He only got to pet them. Become that person who looks for the good, who remembers and talks about the bright moments, who chooses to remember the peaceful perspective or the optimistic perspective or just the brighter thing. Now, for some of you, for some of us, that's not in our nature. I get it. Lots of people are just kind of negative Nancy's, glass half empty sort of person by default. But if you wanted to change that, like any new habit, this can be learned if you practice, if you catch yourself, if you start thinking, which perspective do I want to take? So in closing, I wish you ease in finding your glass half full, in remembering the good things, in talking about the bright spots and the upbeat moments, and trying to ignore all the other little discomforts and not letting them live on in your memory. Good luck to you guys visit www.elenajo.co for show notes and random photos along with any handouts mentioned in this episode. Find elenajo.co on Instagram for daily big picture reminders and join the big picture email list for an occasional pick me up in your inbox from Elena Joe. Thanks for joining us.